Welcome to Deadline's newest podcast, 20 Questions on Deadline. I'm Antonia Blythe, Senior Awards Editor. My guest this week is Jennifer Coolidge. From the iconic Stifler's mom in the American Pie franchise to almost perfecting the infamous bend and snap move in Legally Blonde, Coolidge is nothing less than a screen icon. Right now, she's just back from Sicily, where she's been shooting the second season of The White Lotus, which will stream on HBO Max. Her season one portrayal of the massage-addicted, troubled hotel guest, Tanya McQuad, just earned her an Emmy nomination. In season one, Tanya arrives at the White Lotus Resort in Hawaii, grieving for her mother and carrying her ashes in a plastic bag, with the hope of scattering them at sea. You can also read a version of this interview in our print magazine and digital issue out on August 10th on Deadline.com. Jennifer Coolidge, welcome to 20 Questions on Deadline. Okay, so you've just got back from shooting season two of The White Lotus. Are you done with that now? Yes. I hope, unless there's some sort of reshoots or some little bit, tidbit, they didn't get while we were filming. Otherwise, I'm done. I'm finished. I I I haven't gotten any phone calls. And um, I haven't, you know, uh, you know, I sometimes always think like, you know, you can't dye your hair a different color or anything until you get the official word. They don't need you anymore ever. So you can like, you know, cut your hair off or do whatever the hell you want. And um, I've made it like a month without a phone call. So. You're in the clear. That I'm in the clear, so maybe I am. So Sicily, okay, so we're going to see Tanya with her terminally ill boyfriend, Greg. Is this kind of a bucket list kind of a trip with Greg? Wow. It could be the beginning of many seasons. I could see a bucket list tour of Europe. God, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it? Gosh, wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) I would love that if it was just the, my bucket list and hit everything. And of course, you know, HBO would be paying for it all. And, <laughs> you know, and I could just have these fun experiences. And um, this does, if, if they let me go back, if they, I get invited back for season three, um, I'm going to ask, insist that I bring my dog. Your dog? Yeah. I have a dog and they were sort of, I was discouraged not to bring it. And, but, but season three, I'm bringing my dog. Maybe the dog can be a character in the show. (laughs) (laughs) He is a character. He's such a cute character. Yeah, he is a very cool character. Well, I'm hoping there's going to be some kind of mafioso overtones. It's Sicily. We've got like Michael Imperioli from the Sopranos coming in. You've got also Aubrey Plaza. It's an amazing cast. I'm excited for it. Yeah, really cool people. On is it going to be amazing? Tell us it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be... I think it would probably be impossible to not like it. But that's just my opinion. And I'm not being schmoozy or anything. I think it's a... It's an incredible story. Okay. All right. I'm excited. All right. So are you ready to play 20 questions? Okay. Okay. What is your favorite thing about your current project? Or most recent project? Um, I think, you know, in this lifetime, the, the best way you can gain sort of 
worldwide perspective of, of, you know, to broaden your horizons and see things through other people's eyes is really just is to travel and to travel to places that are interesting and to have that, uh, to be able to shoot in a foreign land, you know, I mean, I've been to Italy before and everything, but I have not been to Sicily and I have not been to all these, you know, beautiful cities in in Sicily. And so I have to say, um, that was the most exciting part about it was just was was filming abroad and um and and then of course you know a a a group of people i'd never met before mm. what is the first lesson you ever learned on a set well the first depressing lesson i ever had learned on a set was uh i went uh I went to do, I think it was Legally Blonde 1, and um, there was an actor, a television actor, and um, that I'd seen on TV, and, you know, a funny guy. But he was like the parking attendant for the, when you drive your car in on Legally Blonde 1, and I remember thinking, you know, it. we have to be grateful because I was thinking it could be, I could do Legally Blonde 1, do this movie here, and then it could be, you know, back to waitressing. You know, it's not, nothing is written in stone. You know, it's just not. So I remember thinking what a privilege it was to get this job and think, and I kept thinking, you know, this was a guy who was all over the television. I was thinking, God, you really have to have gratitude in this business because you just, look, you know, it's quite a roller coaster ride being an actor. Mm. And um, we have to be thrilled about these jobs because sometimes they don't come around again for a long time or ever. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, my father used to always say to me, um, he used to say it more than any any other little phrase he used to always say, but he always used to say, Jennifer, you have to remember that character is fate. Fate. Hmm. Interesting. And, um, and I think he's right that it, who you are sort of forms your ending. And uh, you have the power to Be good or rotten. I like that. <laughs> what is the part you always wanted? There was a very cool thing that Mike White wrote for HBO, which didn't get made, but it was called, you know, The Tears of St. Patsy. And um, that was really cool, too. But I have to say, it's not like, Tanya McQuad was was a disappointment, so um, either one is good for me, I guess. What is the toughest role you've ever played? I don't know if there's any film footage of it, but I did this movie with Adam Sandler. It was called Click. And um, and he was, like, married to Kate Beckinsale, and um, 
I was, my boyfriend was, um, you know, the lead in Baywatch. Um, um, David Hasselhoff? Yeah. My, my love interest was David Hasselhoff, whatever. But I remember they were going to do, they were going to do these reunion, they were going to do these reunions where we aged. And I remember, um, I was in the old age makeup for a very long time, but somehow, uh, when I showed up on set to sort of film these, everyone else had had less old age makeups somehow. And, you know, Kate looked like she could be my daughter or, you know, I mean, it was very funny. Like she had very little of it on, but I remember somehow with my sort of face, that's sort of chubby with the old age, uh, the what are they called? Um, you know the prosthetics. Uh, yeah, with the prosthetics, it I just looked like kind of like a space monster, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, "How is this possible? <laughs> How is this possible that everybody else looks like the same age, and somehow, like it just looked like you know." <laughs> I was like Godzilla or something. <laughs> anyway, that, I mean, I remember, remember going home thinking, wow, I, uh, I don't know, maybe I should quit the business. But anyway. <laughs> so Legally Blonde 3 has been on the books for a while, but it's still in development, as we know. What other characters would you want to go back to again? You know, uh, I was just asked today, would I ever bring Stifler's mom back again or... Um, would you? I would be Tanya McQuad again. I would be who else? Would I, yes, of course. I would. I would totally be Stepper Small again. I would. Um, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, that's enough, right? Oh yeah, those are some pretty good ones. <laughs> what are the films or shows that make you cry? I can't handle any movie with something sad that happens to an animal. Um, Old Yeller. Oh my God! Yeah, like, like, yeah. Forget it. Forget it. Cujo. So, oh my God! Yes, yes, yes. See, you, 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 and I have a lot in common. You and I. <laughs> I mean, because you whip those out so fast. Oh yeah. No, I feel the same way. But yeah, I mean, I um, you know, there's some movies that I yeah, they're just uh, overwhelmingly devastating. So you just you can't recover from them. And um, um, I think Cinema Paradiso. That's one of the hard. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I remember crying so hard at the end of that movie. Um, mm. But yeah, I, uh, I do like sad music, but sad movies are really hard to handle sometimes. What about the most fun you've ever had on a set? I did a movie called Gentlemen Broncos with Jared Hess, and I had an incredible time. That was when I met Mike White. You know, where I actually like hung out because he played my boyfriend in the movie and stuff, and I. I remember thinking of how much fun I had with Mike and Jared Hess. And then I really sort of hit it off with his wife. I really liked his wife, Jerusha Hess. And then I got to go do Austin Land with her. And that was an incre- another incredible time on a set where it was like, you know, in the English countryside filming that movie with, I mean, that was another great time. that happened. So I have to say those two experiences were, were I say, maybe sort of the pinnacle what about the character that's most like you in real life? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things about Tanya McQuad that I, I have, you know, Mike stole a lot of those things because he witnessed me on a trip to Africa and he sort of 
I know he collected a lot of like my eccentric ways and That's put it in the, worrying. Yeah, so I didn't, yes, exactly. <laughs> that I didn't like that. I you know, I'm like, oh my God, you know, and, and sometimes you see it on a fun film and you're like, oh my God, am I that bad? But um but uh as far as like who am I most like? I don't know, but I would have liked to have been as confident as Stifler's mom in 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 real life. I would have oh, liked me too. I would like oh, to yeah. have channeled her in my real life because I think I could have uh had a much more successful love life. I mean, she had it going on, that's what they she say. She had it going on and she <laughs> really didn't give a shit. <laughs> she did. Love her. What a great thing where you don't you're not really worried about what people think, you know? Right? That's yeah. the that's the ultimate. It is the ultimate. What's yeah. the best fan feedback you've ever gotten? I think the best thing when you're an actor is like, I mean, there's two things that I can think of that really make you feel better than anything when you're an actor. One is when little kids come up to you and they're not, they go nuts because you're someone in a movie that they, you know, and they just, you know, like, you know, they just go bonkers. And there's something about a kid's joy of realizing you're that woman in the movie. That's really cool. But I also think the other thing that really like gets me is like, you know, you're at an airport or something and then someone will say, you know, come up to you and say like, you know, I'm fighting cancer right now. And, you know, um, you know, when I was in my hospital bed, you know, I watched your movie like, you know, a hundred times or whatever they say. And you just like, wow, that's when it feels like you're really, I, w- I would think that would be the best feeling you could have that you sort of help someone by some, you know, crazy movie. It might not even be some masterpiece or anything, but something that got someone through a health thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I once had Ellen Burstyn tell me that somebody wrote to her saying that they didn't kill themselves because of a movie she made. You never know what's going on with people seeing your work. It's great. I've had people say that they wanted to kill themselves because of a performance that I did. (laughs) But... Okay. Um, <laughs> what is your most quoted role? Who like quoted at you by fans? Oh, it, you know it's so weird because like there's something about like the Fourth of July. I get uh, so many DMs and texts and people, you know, leaving things in my mailbox. And, you know, if I'm out on that day, people just go nuts. And I don't know. It's just, be, I sort of feel like the 4th of July is the, because of that, one, that thing I said, you know, that Paulette said, you know, like, uh, makes me want a hot dog real bad or whatever. Um, but that, you know, that I would say that I hear that the most. I mean, you know, we're a quoted line, you know. Yeah. I have to ask, have you ever actually tried the bend and snap in real life just to see? Yeah, you know, um, it's something about movie making. Sometimes it's like it's a moment in movie making where I would just totally disagree with. I've never ha- had bending over uh, work for me like it did in that movie. Me neither. And, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that, you know what I mean? Like I've, I, um, so I don't know. I think that, that, I think that the bend and snap is misleading, <laughs> but I have to say when I did do the bend and snap, I was, uh, I was wearing my underwear and I feel like in real life you have to, you know, leave it off. <laughs> Excellent tip. Thank you. Um, 
What is your karaoke go-to? Um, I don't know anything from Queen because I can't sing very well. You know, I like to take some big, ambitious, dramatic song and just ruin it. You know. All right. You know. And what about your guilty pleasure? I like to buy a big bag of bubble gum and then just chew it for like two seconds and then put it on. The- <laughs> <laughs> what flavor? <laughs> go through. Just go through the whole bag. Just. I don't know. It's like something, I feel like I'm being really decadent. Particular flavor? Strawberry? Just, no, or... regular bubble, rubber, uh, double bubble or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You should see. <laughs> Who would play you in the biopic of your life? Um, I guess Christy Alley. Oh, yes. Good choice. No. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I mean, if I could really choose, you know, I mean, I, there's two different things. Who would play and who could you choose? If I could choose someone to play me in, um, I think I'd have Jennifer Lawrence play me. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I could see I mean, it. you know, I don't know if she'd like it. But she, uh, she'd probably refuse it, but. No way. I'm sure she'd love it. But I really like her. Yeah. Um, what job would you be doing if this hadn't worked out? Well, I don't play the clarinet very well or the guitar, but I would either be a clarinetist or a guitar person. I don't know, some sort of low-level band. Or my real dream would be to be a detective. Excellent. I can see it. Definitely. No, I mean, I sometimes uh, I don't get it. I don't get everything right, but sometimes I am spot on to who the turd is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, it's never who you suspect sometimes. But your intuition zeroes in on them. Sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes. But it, it, there's something amazing, though, when you get it right, when you really get it right. And no one else has that feeling that you had. Yeah. You know, there's something really cool about, like, being on to somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, what about what film or TV show would you take into your nuclear bunker with you? I'm a sucker for Schitt's Creek. Mm, I mean, I, ju- I, I discovered it late because of all my television problems in New Orleans. and I, I didn't really watch much television. And I don't have a laptop, you know, I just have my little phone. So I was late on discovering Schitt's Creek and I just, after, every day after I watch it, I feel 100% better. That's about as good as it gets, especially if there's a nuclear yeah. war. You're going to need that I in the am. bunker. I know. Mm. Do you know something I don't know? No, not yet. Oh, okay. okay. I'll keep you posted. Um, <laughs> what's the weirdest job that you've ever done? Well, when I was in Florida, I was... I got a job uh, as a undercover pregnant woman looking for shoplifters at a maternity store. <laughs> what was the pay like? I hope it was good. wasn't very good. And, but the irony of the story is that um, I caught the cashier stealing, not one of the shoppers. <laughs> Yeah. How'd that go down? 
Uh, the the guy that hired me was fascinated. He was the owner. He was fascinated that I had made that discovery when it was when it had nothing to do with. He kept thinking it was someone you know, some customers were doing it, and it was the cashier all along. <laughs> you know. Maybe you would have been a PI or a cop in another life. I wouldn't mind that. What's the time you've been starstruck? I do have to say I was on a movie with Hugh Grant, and I did notice that all of the girls lost their minds when he was. This was, um, I don't know, like 10, 12 years ago, 14 years ago. I don't know, but I just remember everyone sort of lost it when Hugh came to set. And I do have to say he was sort of sitting next to me in the makeup chair, and I remember thinking, uh, you know how attractive he was. Hmm. Um, I, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, there's something. And then one time I was in the grocery store and, and Ryan Gosling came up to me and he said something like, you know, I like I like what you do. And I remember thinking he was really handsome and int- intim- intimidating. too. So, th- so those two guys, those were my big moments. So basically, the starstruckness was they are all so handsome that you can barely stand to look at them kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, but, but they both had, you know, incredible charm. And, you know, it's that thing. It's that charisma. It's, mm. it's, it's, the, it's the looks and the charisma that they have. Oh, yeah. You know. Finally, mm. your greatest fear, either personally or professionally, love to tell you, but I'm so afraid if I tell you what my biggest fear is, someone will do it to me <laughs> and I'll never recover because it is my biggest fear. Oh, so, that's just tantalizing. Now so, I really want to know. <laughs> but there is something that I'm more scared of than anything in the world. But uh, Don't leave me hanging. Oh, my God. Come I on, just, Jennifer. I just, I, you know, if... You and I lived on the moon. It was just us, I would tell you, because you wouldn't be able to find one of these things. But but if the world knows what I'm scared of, then that would be a really bad thing. This, every, <laughs> this shall remain a mystery is what you're saying. Right. I'll act it out for you, though. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> I won't act it out for you, but no, but I'm saying it, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you know, it's like meeting guy on a first date and then the guy goes like, Hey, what are your biggest fears? You know, what are your biggest fears? And you're like, so you've had that happen on a first date. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. That's a bit much. Then you're like, I don't know if I want to tell this guy, I don't know what my biggest fear is. You're like, okay, fair enough. This is good. end. this could end horribly. (laughs) It could be a serial killer. That's what I always think. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. But that's the least of my worries. <laughs> I feel like there's other things that are even worse. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the 20 questions. Thank you so Thank much you. Jennifer Coolidge, for being a guest oh my on God. our podcast today. And it has been so wonderful speaking to you. So nice. Thank and, you. Yes. And I just I, I want to say you're you're a tough chick. <laughs> You really are. You're sort of unfazed by this and unfazed that you hurt yourself. I mean, you're just, you're like, uh, 
Thank you. Yeah, for for those of you that can't see, I have a giant Band-Aid on my face. But thank you, Jennifer. I yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for your really unusual question. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you again, Jennifer Coolidge, for being on the show today. And don't forget to check out the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Plus, you can read a version of this interview in Deadline's Awards magazine in print and at Deadline.com from August 10th.